0: Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps, I'm Justin. You forgot that for a minute, didn't you? I did, yeah, because <laughs> I, I had to think about which show we were doing. Let me start there over again. Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps, I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Here on Filling in the Gaps, we typically talk about puzzle games or puzzling movies, today of which we are going to talk about the puzzle game Iris Fall, or... As you apparently need to search for it on Steam, Iris.fall. Yes, dot. Don't forget the dot. It's a weird choice. Art. I've got no idea. I thought maybe at some point I mean minor spoiler, I thought that we would find out that Iris was a computer program and that's why the dot mm. was there. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So I, I'm dot not EXC. sure why. <laughs> <laughs> it is developed and published by Next Studios, Next All In Caps next <laughs> at base it's $15 but it has gone for a low of $3 which is pretty much what I'm definitely what I got it for yeah I either got it for that or I got it in a
1: bundle of some sort because I had this on my wish list for ages because I really wanted to get it
0: but it was just like 15 bucks it was out of my price range especially for the amount of time it's I would say for most people, it's going to be a three to five hour game. Yeah. It was released in 2018. It has very positive reviews, both recent and overall. Overall, 2,377 reviews as of recording now. Let me give you the store page description. Iris.Fall is a puzzle adventure game featuring striking visuals and a spellbinding Theme of light and shadow. I'm not so sure about that theme of light and shadow. That's just the puzzle mechanic. It's a mechanic, yeah. Here's what I'll say. It's not a perfect game. Mm, Nope. (laughs) I think it's a good game. I think it's a good casual puzzle game. There are a few that are tricky. Some are tricky not in ways that I like. The Rubik's Cube one. Actually, I hated that puzzle. I thought you might. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get too into that because we're still in the spoiler-free section. No, I don't think that one actually was my biggest problem. I think my biggest problem came right towards the end. And there's one other puzzle as well that I don't agree with. And that one was early on. So it's kind of like one of each, but we'll, we'll get to that. I did have to use a walkthrough a few times. I will let listeners know when i did yeah the controls are a bit janky in cases i do want to talk about the controls i believe this is a keyboard and mouse only game i couldn't get my controller to work and that's a shame because i think the walking would feel a bit better if i was on a controller and had a joystick using WASDA or arrow keys especially when it's just uh i mean it's non-linear right or it's isometric in its Mm. viewpoint a lot of times and That made it (laughs) a bit tricky. You can't just use up and left. You sort of have to... In this game, you don't control the camera. So where a lot of games will fix that by letting you adjust the camera, and now you can use your WASDA in a way that feels a bit better, this game doesn't. So when the camera angle skews and you're walking at weird angles upstairs and across bridges it can be a little weird
1: yeah if we learn nothing from Grim Fandango
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say that for me the environments are absolutely beautiful yeah it's a good it's a great game to look at yeah it reminds me a lot of Bendy or maybe even Wolf Among Us as far as heavy lines Mm. somewhat muted colours for the most part but that's part of the story I guess the story is, for me, a bit vague, but enough for what this game is. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend it, but I would probably recommend, again, at the $3 mark, just because, really, it's a, a three- to four-hour game. If it takes longer, it's because, like me, you got really stumped on one of the puzzles. Yeah, I think, it, for me, I didn't use a walkthrough, and
1: it took me about five and a half hours. So, And I'm slow, so, I mean, like take that as your kind of window there three to five yeah
0: our listeners know that you will stop and look around for
1: ages (laughs) (laughs) or get stuck I got stuck in some really stupid puzzles like they took me forever to solve but uh, yeah no no I I like this game it reminded me of like um, I just picked up Shady Part of Me recently
0: Um, that is one I also have but haven't played yet and it's one that I would like to get to I think that it might be one we talk about in the future Mm. Another one, if you like this kind of game or this kind of mechanic, Contrast. Also, a really Mm. visually striking game. I didn't like the puzzles quite as much. And I just felt like it was one of those games that I do want to talk about perhaps someday on the podcast. But I don't think it in and of itself is worth a full episode. So maybe if we find another short game to mix with it, that Mm. might be a good time to do it. It's not bad, but that's another one that I would say get on sale well maybe 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 we do that and shady part of me if it's not a huge game either it's a good concept because you have the same theme yeah but with that i kind of think that's it because i want to really just start talking about the game uninhibited so (laughs) (laughs) i recommend the game i think you recommend the game yep give it a try it's not perfect but it's worth playing and overall i did enjoy it but It's time for us to start talking about puzzles, so here it is, your spoiler warning. The game opens with a cutscene, a black-white and nightmare of a girl. There's a giant shadow cat, a puppet controlling her. She seems to be a puppet master, and then it starts cutting through all of those scenes quickly. She wakes, and we now have a color cutscene as she... It looks like she's uh, talking to a cat or something, and then she's following it. Then there's a rickety staircase, and the cat stops. Here's where a wave flows through the world and removes most of the color. And now we can start playing. Mm. There is a magical book which allows... I'm just going to call her Iris. We're yeah. going to assume that's Iris, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: And she falls into the rabbit hole like Alice in Wonderland, I guess. I think that maybe... That, that's what I took from the game. There's
0: certainly that parallel. Yeah. But this doesn't, to me, feel like an Alice in Wonderland ripoff. No. No, definitely not. Nor does it feel like, oh, we're just going to throw in Alice in Wonderland because people recognize it. Mm-hmm. There is the falling part, and I think that that's probably the biggest thing, the fact that she's... Following a magical sort of creature into mm-hmm. a magical sort of world. Yep. But I think there, most of the kind of comparison story wise kind of stops. And that's fine. I've just played so many things mm-hmm. like Alice Madness Returns, or I think Killer is Dead had an Alice in Wonderland. Yep. So many games have an Alice in Wonderland. Wasn't there even in the Arkham series, wasn't there a? I think so, yeah. Because of the Mad Hatter, I think, did a sort of Alice in Wonderland thing. Mm. I'm a little over it just because of how much it gets used. (laughs) I think a big part of that is pretty sure it's in the public domain. So I think anybody can use those things. Yeah. I do think comparing them is fine, but I do think that that is kind of the limit. I don't want to go into this as though, oh, it's just doing what Alice did. I think this is doing something different. So the magical books, there's one right at where the staircase is broken. And the cat will show us through an animation that it can hop into the shadow, become 2D on the wall, and then hop out using another magical book on the other side. Great as a mechanic, kind of goofy when you think about it. Oh, these books just happen to be where I need them to be all the time. (laughs) In the next room, so basically we can do the same thing as Iris. In the next room, we have to use the shadow trick again to go up an area sort of a, a ramp that's not really there there are pipes that are creating a sort of shadow on mm-hmm. the wall and you have to go up to grab the missing piece of pipe so that you can complete the ramp to go up where the cat has gone before I believe there was something that stopped us following like the stairs fell away or something mm. pretty easy and straightforward and I think that that's kind of chapter one chapter one is your tutorial yep I have here in my notes something that I do want to bring up, it seems kind of an awkward time to do it, but may as well do it before I forget. As I said, I think the environments are really beautiful. I think that they've done a great job of creating an aesthetic that works throughout, the way the colors work, the way the lines work. Every level feels like it's part of this world, and they've done a great job with that. Where I think they've not done a great job is with Iris. Right. She just doesn't have the same line texture she just doesn't feel like she belongs here maybe that's part of the point could be yeah but the way she walks is often floaty sometimes she looks like she's floating a bit above the where she's supposed to be walking and like you said with the controls it also just feels like she's not really part of this world and that's one thing if this developer does more things like this it is something that I would really like to see improved upon mm-hmm. because that made it very awkward. The inventory system is very much like a point-and-click inventory system. You have to walk up to an area that needs something, though, before you can actually take it out of your pouch. And you can't really look at anything. You don't get really any descriptions. Yeah. For the most part, that's fine. But there were a few times where... I wanted to see the object because it was a very unusual object, or I wanted to look at it because I had no idea what I'd really picked up. We are now in a room that has a stage, and there are two parts to this puzzle, maybe a little bit more, depending on how you count them. There's a sort of seesaw on the left. You have to grab the weight or the gear, whatever it is, swap places so that you can Use the shadow ramp to walk up, grab the shadow of a puppet, which gives you the actual puppet. Yeah. There's an achievement for this, something like alternate reality. On the other side, you have to manipulate some levers. Oh, the levers. (laughs) we will see lots (laughs) of levers. To move objects around to, again, create a ramp so you can go up and get the other puppet. Mm -hmm. Then you take the puppets, hang them on these hooks on the stage, and... The puzzle next is a picture matching puzzle. We do a lot of picture matching in this game. So on either side, once you have the puppets in the right place, you will shift. There's one of those... There are a lot of kids books that do this where they have the head, the torso, the legs. Right, right. You just have to rotate to make the right combination to match the picture. Right. When it does, you get a cute sort of animation for the puppets, and then you can go through. On the stage though, and I'm going to say it now so I don't have to say it a million times, there is a huge glowing eye. And this motif, this eye, is everywhere in this game. We are now in an attic room. There are chairs that have those eye symbols on them. There's a section of the roof missing, broken machinery, and an electric flow puzzle, which I don't really like you have to take the pieces, these sort of iron pieces, which have an attachment on either end and attach them in what I originally thought was a broken stove. It'll open up (laughs) and you have to, well, first you have to get a valve handle to open up the machine, but once you're in, then you have to do this. And I, Do like this in a way, they do this a number of times where the puzzle is very easy, then a harder version, then a really hard version, Mm -hmm. or like it it ramps up, they scaffold you. You can see, oh, okay, there's only one here, I need to connect it. And then I think starting in the second one, there's an extra one. So you realize, okay, I don't have to use all of them. The third one, though, I found really difficult. More difficult than I probably should. There's only four things in there and only a handful of places to put them. But it just looks a little weird. You Mm -hmm. can't rotate anything, you can't move anything. And the electricity doesn't follow the rules of electricity (laughs) because it goes the way the game wants it to go. Whereas when you're attaching a metal rod to another metal rod, the electricity would go both directions. Yeah, This game doesn't do that. Electricity magically follows a path. And I think getting that into my head was the hardest part because I was still working from other puzzle games where we would have gas going through a pipe and you have to make sure that it only goes the right way. Mm -hmm. Didn't need to worry about that. I was probably overthinking it and just not seeing the answer. It was also one of those situations where you sort of have to send it backwards to send it forward. Yeah. We can then go up this ramp made by furniture in the room into the next room, which is a huge room of gears. And before we get into there, there are lots of these little cut scenes. So there's a cut scene where the cat seems to fight Iris for a second and then it's done. Mm-hmm. This gear room, though, I found really tricky, and I had to use a walkthrough, and I'm hoping that maybe you'll remember and you can help me out. The reason I had a problem with this part, I didn't know I had a rod in my inventory. (coughs) Yeah, I
1: think I got stuck in this one as well, because I didn't realize that I had that rod thing. Um, the, The game does that sometimes where it's not very good at showing you
0: what you've... It, the, the inventory's not, not good in itself. There's also the way you pull up the inventory. It just seems so cumbersome. Yeah. The way it pulls <laughs> up the whole scroll. Yeah. And then to leave the inventory, you have to hit the white hand icon on the left side of the screen. Yeah. That could be better. <laughs> that definitely could be better. I didn't know I had it though. So for a long time, I was dealing with this. I was a bit annoyed by the fact that light seemed to turn on and off at random mm-hmm. it's just where you're walking and i'm not sure that i like that either because it feels like there should be some consistency with that in a game where light is important we've talked before about light matter mm-hmm. and that game really uses light and you know where the light's going to be and you you yeah that doesn't change whereas in this game it sort of flickers on and off so you almost have to explore to know where the lights are going to turn on or off. Right. But once I looked up the walkthrough and it said, take the rod and I was like, wait, what, what, what rod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looked at my inventory. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Super easy. The next part was pretty fun. That was some rotating staircases, a little tricky, but not too bad. Yeah. After that, there's a cutscene of shadow Iris moving away from the physical one, the cat goes up the shadow of a clock, uh, the hands of the clock and leaves Iris behind. So here we are in the clock room. There's a huge clockwork person on the left. There is a gear with some discs that will turn in the center, which is where we need to start. We need to match the shapes as they are on the clock. Not too hard. Once you realize, oh, yeah, there are two levers and two disks, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the levers over by the clockwork person don't matter right now. <laughs> don't worry about them. <laughs> I was trying to do way too many things at the same time and confusing myself. Once I figured that out, that was pretty straightforward. Then the clockwork, this is another time where... I think one lever will move the light around and that will change what gear is connected. Right. So one way you need to lower the little staircase that the cat had gone up, but shot up to the ceiling after it left. And then the other one is to actually move the clock hands to be a ramp to get there. And I do like this. They don't let you go completely wrong. They could have just left it so that the clock will go 24 hours and you can move it around. But if you hit maybe five or six, the game says, no, 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 you don't get it. Reset. Yeah. And I actually appreciate that. In a way, I would kind of like to be able to just move it all the way around. But I think the game saving me from making too much of a mistake sometimes made this a much more casual fun game and didn't feel as punishing yeah i wish they i wish they'd done that for the rubik's cube kind of
1: puzzle because there's no reset on that if you want if you mess that up you have to restart the chapter
0: i would like a reset but i wouldn't like a limit of moves right <laughs> that kind of puzzle the only thing that saves me is i will just keep going until i get it <laughs> yeah. once we're up at the top this is a bedroom with a bed that you can sit on and kind of sags in yeah. the middle <laughs> i think you get an achievement for that <laughs> there are many lamps in here a giant teddy bear a fireplace you can knock over the coal next to the fireplace and get an achievement for that i think clumsy yeah the puzzle here took me a little bit to figure out okay. which one which one was this one all right so this one is where you have the paintings on the wall Mm-hmm. And you can adjust which one is being lit up. Oh, yeah. I like this puzzle. I do, too. It took me longer than it should have to realize that there's a little shadow iris in the top left. Right, right. Because I didn't even know at first what I was trying to do. Mm. Once I realized that and saw her moving, I was like, okay, now I understand. Don't let her fall off the cliff. Mm. But some of the ways that the paintings connected... It was more visually connected than actually physically connected. So you almost have to do a S shape. Mm-hmm. And that was a little strange because I didn't really understand. You're sort of going to the right and then suddenly you appear on a well, level so below. Like, yeah. Maybe there's some visual cues as to the fact that like a jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. these pieces go together. But I didn't really see that. I just sort of played around with it until she went to the one I wanted. Yeah,
1: remember when we talked about Gorogoa and moving through the paintings? Yeah. This when I played this game well after Gorogoa, I was like, oh, it's like that again. It's kind of kind of a riff on that kind of puzzle. Yeah, I did the same as you. I just poked at it until it worked. I didn't. I don't. I don't know what the logic is,
0: but I got I got there eventually. Just a little bit of trial and error. When you do that. I think the cat runs across and hops on the drum that the teddy is holding. There you can push the leaf, the moon, and like a thundercloud, I believe. Mm. What you really need to do here is, and you can see the flashing lights of the painting still, is basically do the same pattern that's right. again. Because it, it's like the, the, the trees, the, th- the the storm and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. So you still have to sort of do the same pattern again. Mm. And then that will pop open further. And there are these sort of heads inside that you're clicking on to manipulate the mural shadow puppet thing that's going on on the wall. And that was a little more tricky, but I think mostly because there are just many more things to push. Yeah. But also you have to deal with the bat So, this is where you have the girl, so the shadow iris, the cat, trying to get a cloak or something Mm. from a tree, but there's a bat that will keep picking up the cat every time. The game does help you a bit in a way that I appreciate in the fact that it will show you what moves are going to happen if you hover over each lever that you can control. So, you can start to get an idea of, oh, okay... That's what I need to do. That's what the bat does if I hit this one. This is what the cat does. That made it much easier, but it was still pretty tricky. You have to get the cat and Iris at the tree at the same time without the bat being there so that they can work together. When you have that, the paintings change. The lamps turn on. You now have to dust off paintings to see a bit of story here. There's a woman. She has a daughter she has the well i'm assuming a daughter she has a cloak with an eye pendant the eye we've seen that seems to be holding the cloak on and i believe she's a puppeteer it's all going to lead to a book with the eye symbol the book pops out of the painting the fireplace grill drops and now iris can enter unlock the achievement memories and
1: the Next part was the hardest part for me. I, <laughs> these puzzles that are coming up ruined me. I was like getting through the game thinking, oh, yeah, this is all right. And
0: then this next section was quite tough for me. Okay. I think I know the one you're talking about. And if so, it is the one that got me as well. So the first one is a giant cat statue. You basically just have to line up the pictures Make and the picture. combination. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the picture is not very forthcoming, is it? It's like, it could be
0: anything. I think in a way, though, that's kind of good. And the fact that it does make it a bit tricky, it looks like some things could match others. Yeah. What helped me was starting on the left, because the left side has the beginning of the painting. Whereas I was just trying to go through and figure out what connected and what didn't connect. Mm Mm-hmm. But once you actually start putting them in order from left to right, it made it much easier. So, the first one was the trickiest one. And then after that, Mm -hmm. I understood and I moved on. Mm -hmm. But the next puzzle, there is a sort of bridge that you have to cross. But there are these eyes on the wall Mm -hmm. that are shooting (laughs) concentrated beams of light or lasers or something at the other eyes on the wall. And you can't get into the mouth entrance because there's a gap you can't cross. I do not like this puzzle. This was one I didn't need a walkthrough for because I just pushed my way through. But I did try to look up the answer because I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. And I just think there might be a right order. I think it's it's one of those um, kind of
1: order of operations puzzles where it's just like this one hit... <laughs> Point A must go to point B. Point B connects to point C. And if you connect point C to point E by mistake, then you got to start from point A again. It's just like it's it's like, it's like one of the music puzzles where it's like you're pressing the keys on the piano, but if you press the wrong one, you got to go back to the
0: beginning again. That's how I solved this puzzle. The walkthrough basically just told me what numbers to push. Yeah, and yeah. I went, that's not what I wanted to walkthrough. I want to know why. I don't think there's a reason. I think there might be. I think that, well, what I would suggest... Unless maybe the eyes are looking at each other in a way. Well, I think that that's the trick. And I think that's what I didn't understand. My suspicion is that if we actually watched the eyes, we would see the order that we need to push them in.
1: Mm, Maybe, yeah.
0: So if number two hits number five, we know two, then press five, Mm. and so on. I think that's probably what the game did because other puzzles I noticed later they were doing that. But I didn't understand it here. However, the next part, the bridge will shift and everything is on a different level. You have to go into the shadows and you have to control the height of each pillar. Mm -hmm. This is normally one of the types of puzzles that we both struggle with. And I definitely struggled a little bit, but not so much. How did you feel about this one? I rage quit at this point. (laughs)
1: Did, I, I had to come back later. Did you notice the dots? I did, yeah, I did, but
0: it didn't seem to help me. I just uh, couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't get it to work. <laughs> once I noticed the dots, I was just enamored with this game. Thank you, because normally <laughs> this is the kind of puzzle where I just cannot get it, and I struggle so much. Number two moves platforms Four three and, and seven. Yeah. They all control two, but not in a way that's going to make it easy for you. Yeah. This one with the dots and showing us each platform. Oh, dot two is lit up and dot six. Mm. I know what ones this Still controls. Still didn't help me. <laughs> it helped me. Right. Once I understood that, I'm not going to say that it was super easy for me at that point, but it made it much easier because normally what I spend most of my time on that kind of puzzle is trying to figure out the system of what does this yeah, lever re- move yeah remembering
1: which which what, what each thing does
0: yeah and writing that down and then trying to work it out or just pushing until yeah, i get just it
1: just brute forcing it no i didn't I, I spent oh man i spent way too long on this and then i remember quitting just getting really really annoyed with it and then come, and then i came back and i solved it in my first try and I think that's one thing that this game does well. I can't, I guess, but it's it presents a puzzle. I overthink it and 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 do too many moves, and then I get stuck. And there's no reset button. But when when you come back, it's only about this puzzle is only about five or six moves. And the same with the with the Rubik's cube puzzle that we'll get to later. It's only about four moves. But I went to five, and once you get to five, then you'll go to 500 because you're wrong. You're you're just getting further and further away from the solution. This game desperately needs
0: a reset button for some of its puzzles. Once you do solve it, you walk across, but a bat will fly close to you. A tongue comes out of the mouth. You can now finish crossing the bridge and get into the next area, what I call the room of many doors and eyes. (laughs) That's a good description. It's an interesting puzzle you start off with. There is a street lamp, hmm. a not-quite-pentagram in the floor, and you can change the street lamp height. It's either low or it's high. Mm-hmm. The the sort of spire in the middle is the shadow that you need to point to, and you need to point it. what I struggled with the most, doing everything in order. Mm-hmm. Because if you do it in the wrong order then you have to start over. And you have to create the shape almost as though you were not picking up your pen. That's the way Mm. I thought of it. I'm drawing the shape. I'm not picking up the pen. So you have to go in order and keep going in the order to fill out the whole shape or else it'll reset. Yeah. I like this though. Yeah, I like this puzzle. It was fairly simple. It used ideas that other games have done, but in a little bit of a different way, and in a way that thematically matches with the light and shadow, and I do like the way that it pointed the shadow. It was almost again like going back to the clock with the little hand and the and the big hand. Right after this, though, yeah, this is where you're gonna struggle. It sort of drill shape pops down, pulls the giant cube out of the floor, and a little cube, well, <laughs> you know, head-sized cube. <laughs> yeah appears on the pedestal, and here's where you have to match the lights to... Yeah, shine the lights on the doors, don't you? Yes. And it sort of creates a portal between the Mm. two. And the first one, I went... First one, I was fine. Yeah, that's interesting. That's okay. And I get the concept. Again, doing that scaffolding of easier, medium, Mm. harder. Yeah. The second one was probably the one that I had the most difficulty with. Again, I I rage quit at this point as well because I just went... I I think I tried it about three times and I was like, right, I'm going to bed. (laughs) I'm going to bed. On this one, you have two on the left side and one sort of on the right. And (laughs) I had it at one point where I had the two going and the other one, I was just hitting the light on the wrong side. Right. And I'm not good at Rubik's Cube. Mm. Luckily, this one is only... Sort of, I think a two by two. A two by two, but
1: it's but you've got to get those three light beams in the correct order, and that's that's you know it's it's still only a two by two Rubik's cube, but but it's like saying get all the orange squares in this position. That's just beyond me. I I, I use the walkthrough for this. I had to, I had to go on YouTube and and, and get a walkthrough because I suck at these puzzles. This and slide squares it just something about moving squares around just doesn't gel with me, man. So
0: I got this and. I was able to manipulate it without ruining the two that I fixed because that's usually my problem with mm. Rubik's cube. I will get the one side done. <laughs> right, right. But I'm going to have to destroy that side to get anything else done. Yeah. And that's always the heartbreaking part for me. But this one I was able to to move it without messing with those two, so that mm. that felt great. What confused me here though is I saw one of the magic books, but we can't get to it. So I don't know if that is a secret area or if that was just for the cat to do in sort of one of the animated scenes or something. Right. You
1: didn't. No, I didn't. I, I, I got the I got out of this room as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as those
0: doors lit up, I was like, right, I'm bouncing. The top one. I'm not sure. I agree with how the top one works. It's a little weird because I think you have four lights and there appear to be four eyes. I just spun it a few times and open up the door on the right. Only two of my lights were hitting it, I thought. I don't know what went wrong. I might have hit a bug on this because it just seemed way too easy. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't going to miss the advantage of doing that. I did think that perhaps this was going to be one of those areas where you go into the door on the right and then you have to open the door on the left or something like that. So I just went, yeah, okay, I'll go for it. Mm -hmm. But that didn't turn out to be the case, so I don't know what happened. I think I just got very lucky on the hardest part of the puzzle. I wish that happened for me. (laughs) (laughs) We are now in a library. The library's beautiful, man. This is a really beautiful set. I like this place. Books are piled all around. There's candles (laughs) stacked on books and on bookshelves. There is a hole in the center of the whole room, as though we are at the top of a circular tower. Yeah. And that we're going to find out later that that hole goes pretty far down mm-hmm. across the way. The cat just sits there, almost taunting us as a giant pair of mechanical hands hold a giant blank book, or at least it looks blank. Once we start messing with the platform, we'll see a picture that we have to mimic and we have to do that by grabbing items from around the room. And you can rotate them once you put it on here. Uh, I think the candelabra we have early on, Mm -hmm. so we can use that. But then we have to start doing other things. There's a bug typewriter that we can go and press the keys. There are five keys. And at first, I thought, (laughs) stupidly, (laughs) I just need to do the number of circles. Ah, yeah. But the problem is... There are only four shapes, so what do you do with the fifth one? (laughs) When I backed out, I remembered, oh, right, there are those five dragonflies. Cut to when I actually figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) They each have the shapes, but they are also floating in front of books that have dots on the spine. Right. So, I was right with the circle's dots, but it was based on the books, not on the shapes themselves. So, then you have to memorize the right order Mm -hmm. type it in done you get a weird looking crystal slipper perhaps Mm -hmm. great thing though is that whole wall will slide apart and let you into a new room Yep, secret room in this room there is another one of these painted wall murals but it's missing things so you have to gather the uh, i think they're butterflies Mm -hmm. in this room grab them having to use perspective of how close they would be to the light to adjust for how big they will be on the wall. So I think the smallest one goes at the very front of the light. Yeah. And you have to but you could just strong arm your way through this one. I, th- I think I did. <laughs> I mean I knew what I had to do, but yeah, I think I just just pushed through this one. You get a cute little animated thing there, which will then pop out the next item that you need which I believe in this case is a bell. Mm -hmm. And then as you walk out of the room, one of the pillars will turn and you have another secret room. Right. There is a mechanical woman here, a lever to adjust her position. Oh, that's right. And you make the shadow to climb up. Yeah. And then I believe you have to match the image on the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. With what you have. So you've just grabbed a lamp, and so you need to reposition her and the light so that that matches what's on the wall, the sort of silhouette. Mm -hmm. And then that will give you what looks like a tea kettle. But I like this because I feel like this puzzle with matching the butterflies, which was pretty straightforward. You pick up butterflies, and there are butterfly shapes on the wall, and a light aimed at the wall. Oh, I need to put these on the hooks in front of the line. Yeah. And then do the same thing. So even if you hadn't quite figured out what you were supposed to be doing on the final part of this room, now you should know. Though I knew right from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I need more items. Yeah. You create an image of a woman going off to sort of a spooky mansion is what it looked like. But to make the woman, I believe the tea kettle was the the top part of her and the bell was the big flowy part of the dress that's right yeah but again another beautiful little section here where once you put it together it becomes animated and she walks off and i believe the cat follows Mm -hmm. we do as well iris gets a magical book bridge that she can walk across jump into the book like gumby (laughs) and now we are in the pop-up book section Yeah. A bit Monument Valley, but in a good way. I really like this section. Yeah. What devotion. All you have to do is flip the pages. There are only three. Mm -hmm. If you're on a platform island that doesn't connect to anything, flip a page and then walk around. And that's basically all you have to do. It's not much of a puzzle for this part, but it was really beautiful. The way this level looks and is designed is great. The pages all sort of match the theme of the pieces and the sort of animation mechanics they are almost like animated dioramas you would have seen in really really old kind of penny arcade kind of things right and it's really cute but in a depressing way sometimes (laughs) (laughs) you get the you get the puppet that's sort of hanging there and you get a button from the puppet i believe and it doesn't look happy <laughs> everything you're getting it from i mean the rabbit looks okay i think mm-hmm. listening to music but the monkey looks very sad as you're getting candy from the monkey <laughs> <laughs> and the one that you're getting the paper doll from that right yeah. doesn't look very happy either but again i love the way it looks i love the way it plays and the themes that they're doing with that but then once you've accomplished that You have a cutscene of her falling into a room that's dark, and then windows start to become lit up. It's one of those rooms that looks like an exterior, but you're inside of a room. There are whispers as silhouettes of people hover and move around in the lit windows just a big jar. This is a lot of effort for a one-second puzzle. But that's part of why I think this game works is it does take that extra step a lot of times to make sure that the visuals are good. Yeah. And yeah. that they they work, at least as far as, for me, the environment. Mm-hmm. The environment is always the strong part. Throw the candy in there, pretty much done. But now you get a cutscene. scene. I'm not sure if it's meant to be dream or what's going on, but you have children rushing to a puppet show. The puppet show is throwing candy at them, but the kids all start to lose their eyes and the eyes are replaced by buttons and they seem to be like they're going to be controlled. And then we just move on. Very Coraline. Iris falls again to an eerie glowing carousel. And in this carousel there are three things now we can place. But this carousel is not with horses or fun animals. It's just puppets that all look sad and are dangling in terrible ways. Broken and ripped and stuff, yeah. There's a spot in the bottom where you can place one of the paper dolls. You can fix the probably saddest-looking puppet by <laughs> putting the button in to replace the eye. And then at the top, you can place... A, I think they meant it to be a musical note, but it's like the treble clef sign. Right. Put that up there. I think, given from the achievements, you can actually tried to place that in more than one spot and that's an achievement. Uh, but I didn't know that. I put it where it was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why would I
1: try and screw up the puzzle? I'm trying to solve it, yeah. I hate it when games do that, when they reward you for getting things
0: wrong. Stop doing that, games, please. The sad carousel comes to life. And animated... The environments are animated beautifully. I think that is really well done. The walls are going to turn into what looks like Starry Starry Night... Iris, however, is going to fall again through the floor of the library and the achievement back to reality. Not really reality. <laughs> I maybe, maybe it's reality for her. Who knows? Perhaps. It's definitely leaving the book. That is the thing. She mm. fell out of the book and through the huge hole of the library and then through the floor into an area that had a statue with three sort of roving eyes there making the sound as they turn and rotate. Right. There's a crystal ball on top As you approach with Iris, you get a cutscene of the woman with that cape with the eye pendant, and then do the puzzle at the top. Now, what do you think of the puzzle here? This is the one with the irregular shapes that you have to move around to create a bridge to turn off lights and get access to more items, which I didn't understand at first. I thought I was somehow going to have to do everything with the one I could control. But I really liked this puzzle. What did you think of this one?
1: Well, the the, the key in what you just said there was the the two books. I only found one. And so I I completely blanked on the first book. So I spent ages in this place going, this is impossible. You can't do this puzzle. And then eventually I was like, oh, it's another book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my question then would be, which book did you notice? The stationary one or the one that was on one of the ramps? It was the one, the stationary one. I walked
1: right past it. Ah, okay, <laughs> I saw the one on the ramp immediately, but I walked past the one that's supposed to be the most obvious. Um, and also, for some of the ramps, I missed the glowing dots, so I didn't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know that I could inter- interact with some of them. So I got the first part of it, of the puzzle done and I was like, I just can't get across that. That's, that's impossible. But then I realized, like, oh, you can move this one as well. And then once I, ducked, once I did that, it was it was fine. But not my favorite puzzle because it's quite big, man. And it's quite tedious for me. It was like, there's so many ramps. There's about 10 ramps in this room that you've got to move. And it's like, they could have done with just cutting this puzzle in half, man.
0: It took forever. Even, I- even if you know what you're doing, it still takes too long. I disagree. On this one, I actually liked it. At first, it was really tough at first. Getting that first light was the hardest thing. Right. After that, it was difficult because that opens up the second ramp, and I just kept putting the ramps in the wrong place. One thing that I did find frustrating, but it fits the mechanics and what they're trying to do, is it's hard to know where the shadow is really going to be until you walk right up to it. hmm so there were a number of times where I would walk up to the ramp go, oh, no, she's not going to be where I want her to be. <laughs> but I think this puzzle for me, actually, it got easier the further I went.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, as you get through it, it does become easier because there's there's too many options at the beginning because there's so many places you can move those ramps. But once you start progressing, then your option is narrow.
0: Yeah, I think once I could access the pillars and move those across, that made my life much mm-hmm. easier too. And also, I think the fact that the puzzle kept changing slightly in ways that made it a bit more interesting, both puzzle-wise, but also visually. Mm -hmm. So, when you finally unlock the final pillar, those three lights that you had to do individually, the sort of half moon shape and all of the walls turn around and you see the design for the iris puppet. I loved that. I thought, wow, that's interesting visually. And then I struggled because I was desperately trying to use those and I didn't need them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There is a much, much easier way to get to the end. Right. I think for me, even though this is using elements of other puzzles we've seen before, this felt truly... Original to me mm-hmm. in the way that they played it,
1: right? Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. It's, it was an, it was a good puzzle for that. I just felt that it, you you had to move things around too much. It just, it got a bit tedious for me at the end. But I love again this game. Kind of, it, it can get away with that because the visuals are so good. So I, I like just looking at everything anyway. So it's like, oh, okay, I've got to spend a longer time in this room. I don't really like the puzzle, but,
0: man, I like this set, <laughs> you know? Did you uh, get jump scared when the yes. puppets and cages fell? <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. Love that. Yeah? Did not get jump scared, but love oh, that. I always do, man. I get scared by everything. <laughs> That's why I asked. Here we get into what is pretty much the final room, the final set of puzzles. This is like you've got to climb the kind of tower thing, yeah? And here is where I struggled the most. Mm-hmm. A beautiful scene happens here where you're on stage with this huge mechanical tower with a sun on the top. And then a line of puppets comes walking, mm. spinning, dancing in Iris's way. <laughs> so you have to solve a puzzle before you can get them to stop. Right. What we have... Is a paper doll puzzle. If the paper doll has two buttons, it unfolds two times. And in every direction from that doll that spreads. Oh, I didn't like this puzzle. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Same thing. Three, it does three times one. It only spreads one Mm -hmm. time. Now, the first section was fine. Yep. I liked that one. And the second one was a bit frustrating, but it was fine. I pushed through, and I did finally figure that one out. Mm -hmm. Tricky because it starts making weird shapes. Right. However, (laughs) the third one was an absolute nightmare. I came down to one square (laughs) so many times, switching places for the three buttons and two buttons. I could figure out pretty much just about everything Except for that one square. So I knew I was completely doing it wrong. I just started really throwing everything in every different place. And I was pretty close. I probably had three of them in the correct place. Mm -hmm. And just two that I needed to swap from one of my attempts. Not the one I kept doing the most, Mm -hmm. where I kept getting the one. But there's a different attempt where I think I was much, much closer. But it just got to be the point where I was not having fun. Right. And I understand the concept. I just don't seem to have a good grasp of how to make it work to fill every square. I mean, I kind of like this puzzle again. Like
1: what we talked about earlier on is how they're taking old kind of more classic puzzles, but putting their own kind of unique, unique twist on it. This is kind of like the you hit the light switch and the, the, the adjacent squares light up. It's kind of like that, but they've done something different with it. So I did appreciate this puzzle at first. I was like, oh, this is cool. But by the last one, man, it's like, I just, it was so frustrating, man. I just could not get it to work. I did not like
0: that. Like I said, the first two were fine, but the third, to me, felt a bit like playing the witness. And I just didn't didn't want to do it anymore. So eventually I did. Walkthrough? Yeah. Yeah. This one I needed the walkthrough. I think I needed a walkthrough for this one as well. And luckily the walkthrough just had a picture, (laughs) even (laughs) in the description, (laughs) just said, Just look at the picture below. (laughs) It's too hard to explain. Just look at the picture. This takes me to another puzzle that I had to use a walkthrough for. Okay. Because the puppets stop, Mm -hmm. but there is one puppet that's on the ground. Kind of falls over. Yep. If you go into shadow mode, Mm -hmm. the puppet will stop you. You really kind of need to do that here and on the next level, I believe, so that you can get an achievement for being stopped by the puppets. From a logical standpoint, I don't like this puzzle because I really feel like physical Iris should just be able to move the puppet. Mm -hmm. From a puzzle standpoint, I don't like it because I didn't really understand what was happening. I think I do now, but you have a broken pillar Mm -hmm. that you can move left and right. And you have one that has a glowing eye on it that you can also move left to right. But there's a turning table so you can put it on there and turn it around. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to shine the light at the puppet and that's going to make the shadow puppet go away. But when you get the broken pillar all the way to the left, the shadow of the puppet is on there. Even though I'm pretty sure it's on the other side of the puppet. Mm-hmm. So it should be blocking the shadow because it's got all the light. I don't agree with that. (laughs) But also, I just didn't really understand. I think the idea is that the light changes the shadows. So when you bring the eyeball turned facing the wall all the way down... In fact, I think you need to stop one short of going all the way down which is what I kept doing wrong until I looked at the walkthrough. Then you can get on an angled ramp, which yeah. I guess is coming from the stairs. It basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's the the shadow of the, of the stairs. Yeah, it makes a ramp before the puppet. It's really faint, though. It's not like the other shadows we've seen and walked on. Mm. So I'm not really sure I like this one. It just didn't feel the same. Right. If I would gotten it... I probably wouldn't have even noticed and thought, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have to do the thing where I go into the shadow mode, I try something, I move it one step, <laughs> I go back to the shadow mode, I try, that would feel really tedious. And that's, I would say as the only way I would have been able to actually figure it out on my own. And it wouldn't have been much because I would have started from the left and moved to the right. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken much, but there's so many little things that could make, this puzzle not work if you have that broken pillar in the wrong spot I Mm -hmm. think it doesn't work it just doesn't work for me Yeah. but that's fine we move up and now we're on the next level and I needed a walkthrough again for this one (laughs) but it's just because I didn't explore thoroughly enough Okay. on this level there are a number of ramps that can be raised or lowered and there's also shadow iris who is going to help you you're going to start working together here you're picking up different shapes, circle, triangle, square. Mm -hmm. What I didn't understand is that the shapes are buttons. Right. (laughs) I didn't get that at all. (laughs) I got the first one very easily and put it in, but I couldn't get to any of the others. And I was just getting very frustrated because I thought I'd looked everywhere and it wasn't a big area. What I didn't do was go back and stand in front of the shape I had put in the wall Because it's a button that can raise a a ramp. Yeah. That's what I needed to do. Once I saw that, the rest of this puzzle was pretty easy and fun. Yeah, yeah. I like this part. Then we get to the next section. The next section is where we have only two lamps, but there are four eyes we need to open. So we have to walk around. I think this is another part where we can get the puppet to stop us and shake its head. Mm (laughs) Either that or on the on the previous level. But you basically need to do it twice to get that achievement. Then, I, this puzzle I liked. Mm-hmm. It was pretty straightforward. There are four slots for the lights. They go at different angles depending on where you put them. Move around back and forth between shadow and physical until you have them all lit up. And then you can go to the next section. Here we have a cat statue again and a disc of cat images on the wall. And a floating shape. Pretty easy. Just rotate it around until it matches.
1: Yeah, I was, yeah, this last puzzle is like, oh, this is, this is gonna be the big one. It's like, uh, no,
0: it's so, it's, yeah, easy. You also get a true self achievement here, or at least I did, because of the way you stand in front of the light and it hits the wall. I don't quite understand this one, but mm. I got it, so I don't have to really understand it now. <laughs> <laughs> a giant hand will come down to lift Iris up to the sun's mouth. You walk in, you're in the bedroom of an old woman, a loud ticking of the clock or perhaps the gears of the sun and everything around you. There are cat statues by the bed. The old woman on the bed has that book, the book that you found, the one that had the pyramid light uh, in a puzzle that I kind of skipped over before where you have to cover the The white human eye over the white human eye and the Mm. yellow cat eye over the yellow cat took me ages, but it's (laughs) a different sort of slide square puzzle, Mm -hmm. essentially. But that light goes back into the book and then the cat steals it. And that's the book that has been through cutscenes and back and forth. And here it is. She's holding it. Iris is going to grab it and try to rip it apart, but she can't. But Shadow Iris will step in and help out rip it apart and now we get our end cut scene yeah so iris's world returns to bright colors but as it does the whole building or tent that she's in seems to explode or or collapse and her flesh fades and her puppet self is revealed there is a tiny bit after the credits did you make it through the credits yeah i always watch the credits but i can't remember what's at the end of that though it just appeared to me to be iris being pulled up on strings all right okay yeah end of game
1: yeah yeah and uh, um, yeah yeah and, it, and it's like this is one one of those games where I played it and I'm like because I'm always looking for hidden meaning or alternate meaning and stuff and this one was just like nope it's just a weird magical puppet thing I, I didn't I didn't actually make anything of this I just took everything at face value it was just like yeah there's nothing it's just some magical puppet and goes to, maybe maybe it's some kind of dream dream up by that puppet master lady in the bed. Maybe she's dying or something like that, and this is like her last dream or something like that. I've got no idea. It was just a nice little Alice in Wonderland kind of trip down
0: a rabbit hole. I'm not sure. I feel like there is more here. I feel like the devs have a better idea of what's going on here. But I'm not sure that we're given much more. Mm. If Iris isn't human to begin with, how was she doing all of this stuff? Was it magic from this woman and this book? And if so, why would she tear it apart? Did the woman do some of these awful things of like kidnapping children and turning them into puppets? Yeah. I think to me, that's the most interesting concept because that leads to a whole other side of story and perhaps iris was human and she was able to regain her humanity just enough to destroy the book so it never happens again mm-hmm. for me that's probably the best i can come up with based on what they gave i would like a little bit more and i probably wouldn't mind in iris falls too though i suspect just in my cynical side that we got a pretty good game this time mm-hmm. but the next one will push things a bit too far it'll be too much of the third level that always seems to be just a little bit too much and that the controls won't be any different (laughs) but i like this game i like the fact that it's short that it overall was not too complicated and that most of the puzzles felt good to solve yeah 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 this one's
1: been on our list for a while to to play as well um I'm glad we finally got around to playing it, to be honest, because yeah, it was it was just a nice kind of puzzle game that had not too many frills but was pretty to look at and was you know, yeah, of course it's a little bit weird with the controls at some points, but nothing's perfect. It's not it's not a perfect game, but it was fun to play. Gaps filled the more gaps created.